Hello and welcome to episode 4, Kuga episode 3 of Journey Through the Decacast, a Common Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I am Die Evan. And I am Chris Bazee. Is did you come up with Bazi? Is that the name of one of them? I no, I just said two random syllables. Oh, okay. I mean, it's good enough. I, it could have been a thing, to be honest. Like, <laughs> you know, no. I should have pretended that I learned the system or whatever. It it sounds esoteric enough that it it's the it's the name. It's it's, it's your proper name when you're not common rider. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. <laughs> You're actually alien or alternate dimension. As we learned this week, there are some some of the uh, some of the monsters are good guys. Apparently, yeah. Number number four, good eyes, the good one. Yep. <laughs> well, there was the, the the guy who fights the rhino. Yeah, we'll get to. It. I think. Well, we'll get to it. But I think I think someone was breaking the rules and they were yeah. just doing some rule enforcements. Oh, okay. But uh, this week we watched episodes nine through twelve of Kuga. And there's a clever Attack on Titan joke somewhere in there, because the purple form is Titan form. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But let's not do that. It's the final base form, and we have the original set of four. I actually, yeah, yeah, episodes nine and ten are the introduction of our last form. I went ahead and looked through the directors and learned, and I figured out that, uh, the first two were directed by uh, episodes directed by Hiyonori Ishida. The next two were by Katsuya Watanabe, and episodes five and six by Takao Naga- Nagaishi. And then they repeat that pattern for the next. Uh, they they cycle back over to Hiyonori up until episode seventeen is the next time we get a new director. That's pretty neat. So episodes nine are again directed by Katsuya. Uh, nine and ten are again directed by Katsuya Watanabe, and then eleven and twelve by the guy who did five and six. So Takao Nagaishi. Okay. Or is that is that Nagaishi or Nagaishi? I might be pronouncing it wrong. Probably I'm trying to pronounce Japanese. Don't ask me. I am horrible with names. But yep. Okay. So. I had a fun time with these episodes. Yeah, no, this is a good set. I, I think eleven and eleven and twelve were pretty good, actually. Yeah, it gives Godai like the inspiration for why Godai becomes who he yeah. is. I think we actually kind of start on the weakest one of the set. Really, this one about that is mostly about his sister. Like, yes. is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there's some very weird visual things that we'll get to yeah yeah like the part where the monster is like charging at him and they match cut it with the children coming at her and it's like godai fights monsters like she cares for children it's yeah. pretty weird <laughs> it's it's something I, don't know. I kind of really dug these two i love the villain for this i love titan form the villain for this one oh my god oh my god i thought triple chest belt guy <laughs> I was like, "There's no way that anyone could look more ridiculous than that." Yeah, There's I was about no to tell way. you, like, I think Triple Back Belk I got one up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they they've got to be topping out on ridiculous human <laughs> costumes. There's yeah. no way they can keep going. 
No, I I think we've hit like the peak. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I want them to get proceedingly more and more elaborate, so we get to the end, and eventually you have like the hair bouffant. In the end, that, it's just Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, you just you just have a guy that comes up with a hair bouffant that's like three or four feet tall with like a bird's nest and a ship in it. You say Kingdom Hearts, I think this guy, okay, okay, <laughs> the human form of the monster in episodes 9 and 10 is a guy who has, let, let me see, I have to describe this person, because <laughs> he has giant white and black sneakers, he wears a white dunce cap, he wears a white overshirt that's too large for him, with white fringe and gold filigree on it, and has black stripes down his face, and he looks so ridiculous. I think he's my favorite. He, I, so Yeah, I kind of love him. I kind of love him, but he looks so crazy. He he might also be my favorite monster form, too. Like, I really like his monster form. Yeah, the shark that shoots bombs is actually a pretty cool Shoots monster. bombs out of its, um, out of its, um, its mouth genitalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Return of the yeah. mouth. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we are, but that's fine. All right. So, yeah, we are. This, opening... this guy is real ridiculous. <laughs> I love him. He is the best. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yes, we're starting off with episode nine, Siblings. And the cold open for this one is uh, in the Shinagawa. Oh, yes. So just so everyone has will notice, I have made note as Kuga plays every abrupt scene. Well, every scene, every excuse me. Every in Kuga, every time a main character swaps their position, we get a. Scene change with their location and the time they moved. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed this, and I have taken the liberty of writing all these down to try and give us a little bit more structure in what we're doing. So, we start nice. in the Shinagawa Ward at one twenty-one a.m. with a nighttime truck delivery. And, oh, hey, what's this weird glow coming out of the warehouse? Oh, man, that's weird. Oh, look, it's the Garangi. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, they've given up on their underwater aquarium, which I'm kind of disappointed about. Yeah, yeah. They later reveal that they've like had six or seven bases or something. Yeah, Just and uh, I'm disappointed that that they don't go back to the aquarium. <laughs> and like, well, I mean, I kind of love the aesthetic of this garage warehouse thing they've got. Because they're yeah, just—it's where they practice murder. Yeah, they've got just <laughs> mannequins, mutilated mannequins hanging around. It's like the most sinister of their places so far. Yeah, I mean, like their their base game is still strong. It's just not underwater aquarium. Right, right. But the uh, driver for this truck makes a noise when he sees one of the Garangi stab a mannequin with a big knife, and he gasps. And, oh, I guess he gets killed. Yep, he died. Yep, he is dead. And then we cut to Curry. As Pole Pole shop at 8.45 a.m., the owner is making curry. He eats some curry and says, curry. curry. <laughs> is that... Uh, mm. Kuga just makes me want curry. It's, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to make more curry. It's real good stuff. I don't think I've ever... I've tried it, like, once before, and it didn't, like, super do it for me, but... Eh. Did you make it yourself? No, I got it at, uh, Mitsuo. Um, 
I would recommend finding a recipe online that doesn't use the like instant mix and make some mm-hmm. curry yourself. You can mess with the spices and it's real good. And then you let it sit for a day and it's even better. Ah. Well, I do I do need to give it a more robust try sometime. It's good stuff. One one episode I swear is just gonna be a spin off where we where we talk about curry. I'm down for that. <laughs> Alright, but so we have the owner making curry, and Gode is now sewing Kuga's emblem onto everything. Look, yep. it's a cool logo. It is I would buy a shirt with the Kugo logo on it. It is, but... I think he got it printed, or screen printed on the shirt or something, because it doesn't look like it's sewed on. That's true. He's just putting it everywhere. But yeah, so he comes downstairs, starts putting on an apron to help his boss, then his sister shows up, and he's like, you know what, why don't you cover this for me? I have things to do. (laughs) He's like, "I I gotta go... I gotta go talk to somebody. I was just immediately like, what... Like, that is so uncool to pawn your part-time job off on your sister. Yeah, he yeah, he gives it so he can go check on the translation of, of Kuga script. Which he could easily just call that lady to ask her about. I gotta go true. look at it. But, but like, his sister has to be nice, because it's his birthday. Yes. <laughs> and Kodai's oh. probably even forgotten. I forgot about that. Maybe that's why she doesn't give him shit about it immediately. Yeah, yeah he turned it's... the big 2-5. The owner has been noticing that Godai has, over the recent couple little while, Godai has been returning, you know, more tired than ever, but he seems more driven than ever. And right. Minori's response to this is odd. Yeah. She's very odd this entire episode. The next episode, too, like, like I, do, I don't think her conflict for this two, for these two episodes is very good. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not presented in a super interesting way. I mean, I think it's pretty plausible to be like, well, my brother has been infested with an ancient warrior bug device thing. That's kind of weird. Yeah, but... I'm I'm worried he's losing himself. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't really have much to say about it. No, she just right. kind of stares with a concerned expression. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have much reason to either, because... Godai still acts pretty Godai. Yeah, yeah. That that's yeah, that's the main thing, is like it has not changed his behavior at all. It did so. seem to come kind of out of nowhere other than the fact that it's been two months. And that that was the trigger for her. Or maybe it was the mm-hmm. fact that it was his birthday and she's just thinking about I don't know. Yeah, there's also a thing where it seems like maybe she also talked with uh the coroner guy because she brings up like becoming a living weapon which i'm pretty sure was like the exact phrasing that um yeah the corner guy the only guy other used. character who has said that i believe yeah hmm. so i don't, don't know, know because i don't think we ever really had like the on-screen confirmation that that the sister was really talked to about what's going on no it was just kind of implied that godai like i get the impression that godai went up to her and he's like hey hey guess what I can turn into a superhero. Yeah. I'm fighting bad guys. And she just kind of was like, oh, okay. Are you, are you okay then? That that does raise the question of everyone, the goat I know, he has not made any attempt at all to hide that he's Kuga from anybody he knows. Except the owner can't figure the, it out. The yeah. owner doesn't know, even o- though he's constantly talking about it. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm Kuga. And owner's like, oh, you mean this other 
this band that his name is Kyuga <laughs> or y- Kawa or all this other random sh- stuff. Oh man. And what would, I mean, I forget which episode it is, but there's the one where he makes like the scrapbook of number four. That is this right. episode. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, it happens later. It's, af- it's, it's yeah. Oh, just, well, first of all, we have to go to the joint task force HQ at 9.01 AM. They're having a big old meeting about the Garangi and discovered that the Garangi have had, like, these seven multiple hideouts. They yeah, I probably- think it says eight bases. Yeah, we learned three things. The Garangi have had eight bases so far. There have been at least 20 of them. And they've killed 298 people. That's civilians and officers. Which yeah. is crazy to me. Yeah, like, it- I don't know the Japanese death statistics off the top of my head, but considering it's been two months, that makes this, like, the most violent period in, like, the last couple decades in Japan. But it's it's nuts. But they've got a new tool. Special, Special police dog Mikado has gone through intense training to be able to sniff out the Garangi. This dog's gonna die. Why did you have to spoil it like that? You bastard. Because I was uh, when we watched this one earlier, I was all like, oh, we're going to get to see a cute police dog. He's going to yeah. be adorable. No, as as soon as the dog was introduced, I'm sitting there watching the episode and going, that dog's dead. I was thinking, like, they wouldn't kill a dog. Well, it's it's the sense of it was something that, oh, God, what's what's the name of the writer? I feel so embarrassed. What's the name of the writer for JoJo? Hirohiko Araki. Yeah, okay. Hirohiko Araki has said in interviews that... Oh, yeah, I know what you're going to refer to. To show a character is evil, you have them kill a dog. (laughs) That that is how you... It's like, no, I I as the writer don't hate dogs. It's how I show that this character is truly, truly evil because they will kill just an innocent pupper. Yep, I, I I have this I have this villain named Dio. What is the <laughs> one thing I want people to remember he did? Pose. After that, <laughs> he knees the dog, then kills the dog. Yeah, yeah. So it may be something like that. Now I want to see a common writer done by Hirohiko Araki, which <laughs> is just JoJo. So I should just go watch more JoJo. Yeah, I mean, th- there's not there's it's not that much of a stretch. Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about JoJo, but no. we get this special dog, and also, Enokita has brought in poison smoke grenades, which they right. hope will be able yeah. to deal with the Garangi. Yeah, they're like, remember that time that Grasshopper was afraid of smoke? Right, yeah, they they analyzed the smoke and found out what in it was bad, which, it's not clear how they did that exactly, but Science. they made smoke grenades of it. Yes. Which they think will be an effective weapon versus the Gurungi. I mean, considering that everything else they've tried has done pretty much nothing. Right. It's as good as any other thing they've tried. It's as good as anything else. It's, yeah. I I think it's better than trying bigger guns again, which has not worked so far. Right. And, and like, for a second, before this episode went through, I was super concerned, like, oh, man, the dog's totally going to think Godai is is a grungy, isn't it? <laughs> and it never comes up. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't do that The dog never meets him at all. 
Okay. But, okay, yes. Yeah, so then we, after that, we go back to the warehouse, and I have already described this person's design, but... Oh, wait, before <laughs> we go boy. to there, though, we go back to the the research institute with a uh, police researcher lady who, she has, like, a side plot where she was supposed to be taking the day off to spend time with her kid. Okay. And That's just something that happens in this episode. It's like this mini arc that happens. It just gives a bit of characterization to Anakita, and I'm like, I'm not considering what is actually going on i with her further the decision she makes later in the episode i think she's making the right decision however fucking ow that hurts my heart yeah it is super weird because i at first i was like wait a minute do we know this character because i think she's only been in like one scene before this i think she was in a couple like she she was the one who did the research on the stinger and gave ichijo the the tracking device and stuff okay yeah, I guess that's true. She she showed up a couple times. Yes. But yes, then we have that scene of her talking to Ichijo. Then we have the uh, Garongi talking in the warehouse. Squid Dude is going to get the Magatama. <laughs> squid Dude is the best. Well, I say Squid Dude because at the end of that scene, he does that weird hand symbol with like the middle finger up and his thumb out. And tattooed mm-hmm. on his middle finger... Is a squid. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. I he, didn't even notice that. His name is based off the Japanese word for squid. Yes. Oh, like Ika? Yes, I think that's correct. Oh, yeah, he does totally have a squid tattooed on his hand. And all of the Grungi actually have a tattoo. Yes. That is actually mm-hmm. noted in the earlier yeah, scene. Yeah, they mention it in the, the, uh, the scene with the cops. That's right. Oh, yeah, because they're talking about like how they can tell in the human forms. Yes. But. Uh, the, our, our friend, the bat guy really, really wants a chance. He keeps getting slapped down. Yeah. It, it's starting to become slightly more clear that the Grungi are fighting over the privilege of murdering people. Yeah. There's yeah. quite, there's quite a bit of internal strife, more internal strife in the Grungi than you would have first expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they've always seemed antagonistic to each other, but it seems to be getting to the point that there's actually like factions developing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and the the cops were speculating that there is one person who is the leader of the Grunky, uh, which seems to be the case so far, but maybe not for the whole show. I'm guessing. Seems we'll find like out. they're having problems. All right. Next, we go to the Jonan University Archaeology Department at nine forty nine a.m. Where Koga's like, "Look at my shirt." Koga, sh- yeah. <laughs> Godai shows up, talking about how he's been having fun. And th- this is actually, I like, I really like the interaction between the two of them in this scene. It's very much two partners who's like, yeah, we've got, we, we're on lock, we're focused, we know what we're doing, we're having fun together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think the, the translator lady is like, uh, one of the more likable characters in the show. I just want to point out, I really like her jacket. But she does have a good jacket. Oh, yeah, she's got a red leather jacket, like Shiki. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize that till now, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it doesn't have the, the fuzzy collar, though. That's but true. Red leather jackets are cool. And we're... Oh, I wrote down the percentage of how far we were with the research. It's 28%. I, yeah. She mentions that she has found something in the uh, in the text about one of the Kuga forms that cuts with a sword... And Godai is like, a sword? Sweet! <laughs> a, a sword? Dramatic music swell. 
Dun dun dun. Yeah, it is very much a dun 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 moment. Yeah. He's very excited about the possibility of getting a magic sword. And then we get the cap on this scene with John. Yes. Gene calling from Nagano because he's like, hey guys, I know I was sent out here to do some research, but I left some raw umeboshi in the fridge and I just cannot start my day without raw <laughs> umeboshi. It's so good. Could you send that to me? What are umeboshi? I don't actually know. I forget. But it's a- <laughs> okay. I think I might have heard at some point, but I, yeah, I'm really not sure. Oh, what they are. I think they're, it's, they're, they're, it's the ume fruit and they're pickled. Oh, it's the plum. It's the sour yeah, it's plum, the salt, isn't it? Pickled plums. Oh, okay. Okay. So actually, no. Yeah, no. Fucking give me those. Send those to me. Pickled plums are delicious. Get some. I don't think I've ever tried these before. They're real good. Yeah, and John talks to another, a girl comes up and asks him for help with uh, with figuring out the rail lines. And right. it's weird because she's wearing a costume and talking like she is a main character, but we have not met her before. Yeah, I th- I get the impression from how John, Gene respected to her is like she's speaking in pretty heavy slang, especially with like the contractions and how they translated her lang- lit- er, her speaking. Oh, that, so, that would make sense. So I think that's why Gene, who has seemed to have a fairly good grasp of the Japanese language for this entire time, just looks at her with this expression of, what? <laughs> when I when I watched earlier, I just assumed that he was confused by the Japanese person asking the one white guy how their trains work. I also <laughs> noticed that. Yeah. And then I also went, what, when she turned out to come back and now be a reoccurring Yeah, character. that was very weird. It's like, she's, right. she's colored oddly. Hmm. Okay, but, yes, we get this. The next scene is back at Pole Pole, 1007, and yeah, the owner's showing off the his scrapbook. scrapbook. I love this scrapbook. I want this scrapbook. Like, just to have. He's really into Kuga, but he only knows him as number four. He is not caught a single time that he is called Kuga. Well, I don't think... Other than, you know, Godai saying, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm Kuga. I don't know if the police or, like, the newspapers have ever referred to him as anything other than number four. That's, That's true, true. But he knows... And every other character who we've seen eat at his restaurant knows. That is true. That is very also true. Yes. And they talk about it pretty regularly. <laughs> like in front of the owner, too. Yep. Yeah. Minori does not look very happy at any of this. Like, She's distraught. It that does like this thing. super serious, like, we're, we're going to get this angle from, like, above over the ceiling fan. It's like, I, I noticed... I think in every single scene that Minori has been in before this, she has been smiling almost the entire time. Right? Yeah, and, that's true. And this is now the first time that it's just flat face stare. And Haven't we only seen her in the daycare up until this point? The daycare and then she... I think she came out one other time. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But yeah, she's the the camera wants us to understand that she is concerned about Godai being a uh, monster superhero person. I I'm gonna admit when it first was starting and she was just kind of sitting there staring at it expressionless. I I didn't get it at first. I'm like, well, she's 
Because it, it had seemed for the longest time that she was, you know, she's fully behind this. She gets it, whatever. And then she's just kind of sitting and staring. I'm like, is, is she, is she secretly the bad guy? <laughs> you know, I think that would make more sense because this is her being concerned is exactly the same plot line that they did with his translator friend. Right. I thought the same thing, too. It's like they're rehashing this conflict we already did. It would have been cooler if the 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 monster people had like disguised one of themselves as yeah her. It's, it was very i don't know it's very strange I don't know. maybe they can't do that we don't know yet but okay get this shots of kuga then we go to the taito ward we get uh, to see some explosions we get we get some schoolgirls. Oh, first and we then get we... to see squid man climb out of the water in, in an intimidating <laughs> manner you, you climb out of the water and start creeping on schoolgirls like hey girl what's up we see that he also has exquisitely manicured nails that have been polished black too yeah he because looks pretty he's, great. he's so much he's and, so much guy and, and, he's and, so good he's my favorite he transforms and Kills the schoolgirls. Yeah, he by... totally blows up this girl who was like talking about her grades and stuff. I was like, I was it very just, yeah, obsessed. Shooting explosive sticky ink from his mouth that again looks like the vagina. <laughs> it does. It, it does. does. He, he even like peels it to the side with a finger. It's yeah, it's, it's really the weird. weird. Pose of, I'm going to put it up to my mouth and then rah, there it is. Yep, I was hoping we were just going to leave it and not talk about it, but here we are. No, you got it. No. There are some fishermen who walk up behind him and apparently did not see the girl blow up, and they are frightened. Probably also subsequently blown up. Probably also blown up. I'm still just shocked at the fact that the monsters have killed like 300 people. Yeah, it's nuts. That's crazy. Actually, you know what? Let's see. They start this episode at two. Yeah, no, that makes 300 dead. Yeah. The two schoolgirls. Yep. Fuck. Mm-hmm. And then we just get a short scene of, uh, at the Shinagawa Ward, Pupper Mikado sniffing out the baddies. And that's that scene. <laughs> like, that's it. You're really gonna make us, you're gonna bring up everything about this dog <laughs> so we feel extra bad. You're goddamn right. Poor dog. Okay. But yeah, they, they go back to, uh, Po po, I, what's the name of the restaurant? Whatever the Poli Poli Poli, yeah. And uh, the, here's we have the scene where uh, where Godai actually talks to his sister a little bit, and she's like, "This whole Kuga thing's pretty weird, you know." Yeah. Are you a living weapon yet? <laughs> he's, he's just like, "No, I'm fine. No, everything's cool. Don't worry I'm about good. it. I gotta go." I like that, um, I think it's the owner calls Ichijo the handsome buddy in the overcoat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which like, is true, he he's pretty handsome. He's a good looking man. Think about how old all these kids are now. <sighs> yeah. It, it is upsetting when, when they are like, Godai is 25! I'm like, god, god damn it. Was, oh. I'm so old, guys. <laughs> I mean, look, if you think back to 2000, though... Yeah, no, it's 18 it, it years later. I guess that's true. That's true. Yes, it's... Uh, oh, and as he's running out the door, Minori's like, but it's your birthday! He's like, ah, I'll be fine. Like, I'll be back, I guess. <laughs> okay, then we get another scene with the, the researcher lady. She has gone to hang out with her son? Yes. Yes, son and mother. Yeah, and it, it, it seems like normally her mom takes care of her kid. 
Because yeah, she is busy a lot of the time. And she's kind of a little bit estranged from her son, which is sad. Yeah, it's like, I, it's a thing of, she's putting her job first, which mm-hmm. is, pro- it, it's the hard decision. I can't say whether it's the right or wrong decision. It's a hard decision. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a, a cute sequence where she's like, we can get you double ice cream since I'm not around and I feel bad about that. And he like has a cute smile and reaches up for her hand. And I thought that was sweet. And yeah, they get this nice, oh, hey, everything's going to be okay. Hey, why are there sirens going on over there? Yeah, immediately as like she has a connection with her kid, they're like, oh, no, monster stuff. Yeah. She's, she gets a look like, ah, oh, damn it. I've got to go do this. And and then and then we are all hit with the feels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like damn you, Kuga, making me feel. <laughs> Does a oh and yes, this is happening in the Minato ward. Right. Um then we get a smash cut to the Rhino guy, big buff rhino guy. He's super upset, he's huffing and puffing and like trying to start a fight. Well, we don't know he's the rhino guy yet. I think, to be fair, so far we should call him fat guy who wears a tiny leather vest with his nipples out. I thought he'd transformed once before. I we he he we had seen him as rhino guy, but I don't think we knew it was him. Oh, like they cut away and then cut back, and there was a rhino guy. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And he also has like a little bit of a pompadour, doesn't he? It, just a bit, yeah. And he, um, he's getting upset, and then we have, it, it feels like, hey, here's the new crew coming and shit-talking on the old crew, of only there's right. two left. Yeah, this guy's been around, but he has been in conflict with the, the Garungi that have been led by Red Boa Lady a few times. Yeah. Hmm. It's very odd. It makes me wish I, I, I want, like... <laughs> I want right. to know their language. <laughs> You're all like, I, Garrett, why didn't you give us the damn version with this translated? <laughs> because it's better this way, but right, fuck. Right. Yeah, we are s- sort of starting to get a sense for what is going on with these guys, despite the fact that we have not understood a word they have said. Let me shoot back to... I, I really like... I, I think it's like two episodes from now when they meet in a public place, and they're like, Hey! Speak in Japanese. We don't want to stand out. <laughs> I was like, really? Really, guys? It's <laughs> good stuff. What are you talking about? You don't see people in dunce hats on, on a daily? I mean, I yeah, do. Th- they normally blend in so well. <laughs> yeah. But you get another quick cut back to Ichijo calling Godai and informing him about the squid dude in the Minato ward. Right. The- and then I think this is where the police uh researcher lady comes up and is and is like looking at the ash left over and he's like, Huh, this is weird. Yeah, Ichijo shows up at the crime scene and meets her there. He's like, I thought it had your day off and she's like, Well, you know, stuff happens. I was doing that. Yep. But yes, it's the suspicious suspicious about the ash and the fact that it is now colored green. Yeah. And then and then Godai shows up to do a fight scene. And I think this is the first like just like regular henchin he does in the show. Wait a minute. Wait a, yeah, we uh you skip the scene back with uh 
Minori. Oh, I did. Minori that, uh... Yes, you get the quick cut of another Mikado scene of, oh, hey, look, the Mikado puppers got the scent. They're going for it. And, and then... he's an adorable German shepherd, yeah, I think. Yeah, he is. And he's super cute. He's the fluffiest. I want to you know, hug him. You know he gives good face kisses. Mm-hmm. He's a sweet, lovely puppy. He's gonna die. <gasps> they make him bark later, and he doesn't even sound upset. He, he's so <laughs> cute. But yeah, then we have a scene of the Wakaba Daycare and the Toshim Award at 11.36. And Monori's come back because, well, she was going to spend her day with her brother, but, you know, he's he's going off being a superhero. Mm-hmm. And the kids are arguing about them now. Because, well, it's not that they're arguing. It's the boys think that number four is a hero, and the girls are like, nah, he's a villain, though. Yeah, they, they're like, well, he is an alien, or monster, something. What do you think, Sensei? And then she gets the stone-faced stone look of like, uh, I yeah. hope he's good and stays that way. It would be nice if he's good. Yeah. I, I do like the bit when he she comes up and the little girl's like, oh, Sensei, I bet you had a date that went bad, right? <laughs> She's, She's like, like well. you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is like exactly what happens. <laughs> Basically. And then the thing that I said happens yes. before happens. Right. We get a scene of the squid dude fighting some like loaders for a truck and then Godai runs him over with the bike. Right. Yep. Goda is really good at using his bike to to damage Grungi as as a we- as a weapon. Yeah. He he wheel punches them a couple mm-hmm. times, and then we get Goda. Yes, he does his first pose transformation, and the squid introduces himself as Megigagi, and it's hmm. I love the Grungi naming conventions. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I love that Grungi in general. He, yeah. Dunce Cam, yeah, Squid Form. Great. He's so good. I, I didn't think that triple belt guy who turned into a cool <laughs> bee was going to be beaten, but they had a few, we are. few more good ones in stock. Yep. And then and then Kuga gets like blown up in the shoulder. Yeah, his like his pauldron is legit uh smashed in and damaged now. Yeah. It's got like a big smoking crater in it. And then while I'm pretty sure it's not five minutes. What feels like for five minutes is Godai <laughs> behind the monster punching him to no yeah, effect. He puts it, him in a chokehold and then starts punching and elbowing him. Oh yeah, and then and then it does the thing where it's doing it in slow motion and then it's like reflecting back to his sister. Yeah, no, it's inner space. It's inner sp- You know, he he gets he get he starts fighting Giga, and then it cuts back to Minori, who is now listening to a news report. On the TV, that's like, oh hey, number four and number twenty-two are fighting, and she's just kind of sitting there staring at the TV as yes, we are interspersed with now these the now slow motion. Ugh. Yeah, it, Ugh. and she's she's got this weird look on her face, and they keep cutting between her eyes and Kuga elbowing this guy, which like I think they're supposed to be trying to say that she's just thinking about the violence he's going through. Yeah, but like. Kuleshov effect, they it just looks like she is psychically intuiting that he is elbowing a guy. <laughs> right. I don't know, like I think it's a really jarring scene. It's just really weird. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a a strange directorial choice. And then the episode just ends. Yep. And we move on to episode 10. The the cliffhanger is, did he punch him good enough? (laughs) Yeah. And as as we learn in the opening of episode 10, Ferocity... No, no, he didn't. no, he did not. <laughs> I, I like just to think him. that, like, just the entire time of like between the episodes, he's just been punching that monster. <laughs> I, I do like this opening scene where, like, he's punching him, and he like maybe is it doing something? And even Giga is like, is 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 this actually hurting me? Yeah, he's got like, a, <laughs> no, are it's you not. Done? <laughs> are, are you are you gonna keep going? Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't look that upset when the next episode opens. And so he uh, throws off Kuga and is about to kill him, and then he, like, vents steam from himself, and Giga's like, well, see ya, and jumps back in the water. Right. Which is explained later, but we'll get to that. Which, this is pretty logical. He's been shooting explosives, and, like, yeah, he needs to cool himself off in the river. Yes, That's kind of the reveal of this episode, but it's pretty obvious after this initial scene. But Goda is not smart, so... Right. <laughs> His 2,000 skills do not include basic science. Yeah. Nope. We reference one of the other skills in the next episode. I don't know what that skill is. The skill is apparently jumping high and kicking. Yeah. Like, they number it in everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, after the opening, we get to the Shinagawa Ward at 1.14pm, and the Mikado, the police dog... PM or AM? The, PM. the wiki says AM. Am? That doesn't make sense. The no, it's out. PM. <laughs> That's true. I might have to edit this wiki later. But yes, Mikado the police dog has found the Garagi's hideout. And the police have decided that they are going to storm it. Mm-hmm. And They're Godai... like, we got these smoke grenades. We're gonna use them. Yes. Godai is a short seat cut of... Okay, Th- there's... There is another scene with the Garonki, and this is the scene where the bat guy aggressively sniffs the nipples of Rhino guy. Yeah, it's very weird. He just kind of, like, goes up all of his chest like... Mm. (laughs) And then he gets punched in the face, because that is a weird thing to do. This bat guy has gotten progressively more and more creepy, and he was already creepy enough to start with. And he's, like, turning it up, like, if he wasn't already at 11 on the turning up dial, he is past it at this point. Yeah. Then they get gassed. Right. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, before that, uh, the only, I think the only other thing that really happens in the grunky scene is Rhino Guy picks up the tablet that they've been tracking deaths kills something. They've been tracking something on it. He picks it up and is mad about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. the Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah. The the magnet the chi- children's magnet writer that has been uh accented with like grungy stuff. Oh man, that's that's good prop design. So at, as soon as the gas starts, our boa lady is like, "Man, I'm out of here," and like turns and seems to like just go out the back. Yeah, they're very nonchalant about about this gas. They're just kind of like, "Oh, this is this is annoying." Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it was actually dangerous to them or if I don't, it just slightly bothers them. I don't, I don't think it actually is. I think it's just, like, made them leave. Which would make sense, you know. I mean... Because uh, as as they're being gassed, we get a scene of Godai driving th- back through the area, because he's gotten the information. 
And then we get a scene from Sakurako where her program is now at 57%. She gets a call from Minori, and Minori is worried about Godai's mental state. Because she psychically intuited that he was elbowing a guy in the previous episode. And then it cuts back to the police who are now going to move in. And after the gas is dissipated and they get in there and everything's gone. Oh, weird. The Garong is seeing all the weird mutilated mannequins and everything going on. Yeah, they're creeped out, which is pretty understandable in this situation. It's a creepy scene. And they are able to find the Garangi left behind, the Etch-A-Sketch, and one of the Magatama bracelets. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there is discovered that, oh, hey, there's a tunnel in the back. They probably yes. got out this way. Mikado sniffs him out, runs maybe, off! Maybe we should have surrounded the building or something. That, that might have been a good idea. Yes, they go to the secret entrance, but then but then poor, poor Doggo shows up. Yes, poor Doggo chases yeah. after them. Yeah, shirt, shirtless guy murders the dog, and his his canine trainer screams at the sky because his Mikado has been killed. He he's like crying and everything. He really sells it. I, that he's very sad about. Yeah, this. from what I know, canine officers get very close to theirs. You know, you, you kind of they stay with one animal for long enough, it's like it's their pet. It's a pupper. How could you not? Yeah, it's a sweet pupper. Yeah. Because then, like, when Godai shows up, like, it shows him, like, picking up, like, the bloodied collar and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. It's like, what the fuck show? And then we get a, a sort view of uh, Squid, uh, Giga creeping and watching the police. All right. I want right. to talk about how Squid Guy's footsteps, even in human form, sound like squid footsteps. And I really yeah, like that. They, they got that little slurp to them. Oh, I don't think I noticed that. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like the, it's like suction cups or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, when he's you're walking. totally right. Despite the fact that he's wearing huge ass sneakers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, are, are they wearing clothes? Do you think, or do you think the clothes are part of their disguise? I, oh, I don't considering know. that when they transform, it's just everything shifts. I don't. That does imply that they he is choosing to have a giant dunce cap on. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> that makes it better. Right. I I just like this idea. Well, I'm thinking of this idea of like the Garangi are trying to pick out human forms, and they just the reason they all look like this is they just found this <laughs> random fashion magazine, and they're like, oh, right. Yeah. I, they understand human bodies, but they're like, man, fashion has gotten weird. I guess let's just put some random things on, you know? Yeah. Yep, nope, I, I accept this. No wrong answers. Nope. <laughs> okay, so then back at the Wakaba child place. It's a daycare, I believe. Daycare. That's the word I couldn't remember. Okay. Back at yeah. the daycare. There's a uh, scene. I think this is probably maybe the best scene of this conflict. I think it, it is. works the best. Right. It's um, the kids are having a fight because there's Over a little books. girl looking for a book and one of the other one of the other little boys says oh hey this other boy has it do you want me to go get it for you yes please thank you it's okay i'm number 4 yeah and so he decides to like attack the kid and take the book because kids are little shits for no reason i mean sometimes. it doesn't start like that well he he does ask first yeah it and starts he, with like hey it's it's what's her name's turn you, you need to yeah. share 
and they don't, and they fight, and Minori gets in on it, trying to stop them, and then the little boy who called himself number four was just going to straight up beat the other kid with a book. Yeah, he swings the book at her, and <laughs> yeah, the camera slows down, and it shows Minori block the book with her arm, which... I th- I'm not sure if it's supposed to have emotional impact, but that's also the visual coding they've used when Godai uses his superpowers. So yeah, I was wondering if she also has superpowers now. I mean, probably not, but you know, uh, she's just secretly the actual villain. That's my head cannon now, forever until I'm disproved. <laughs> I assume she will not be Kuga Lady at any point. No, yeah, that, probably that would not. Be cool. There you know, is it's... well, there is a Kugo lady, but it's in a novel. This oh. this entire scene is a very very good thing of like this is is Kuga is is the effect of Kuga and Number Four being a thing causing these children to be act out more because right. it's like oh he's he's a fighting hero that is what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it does that well, and I think it kind of mimics the is Godai gonna lose himself to to the belt yeah 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 and they're also making like it's a point about you know it requires a similar force of personality and dedication to mentor children as godai Mm -hmm. uses when fighting his monsters and stuff yeah which i okay that's fine i mean we'll we'll, we'll get to that more (laughs) yeah you know hey if that's your point i mean that's it's okay then we go back to the Minato Ward at 2.01 p.m., and Ichijo, are go- and Ichijo and Godai are having a conversation. Ichijo is showing off the photos of the Garangi hideout. Yep. And he's like, hey, look at this extra sketch. Man, that's a real cool extra sketch. It didn't hey, I work got my- when I punched him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's a real cool extra sketch. I got my ass beat. I want a sword. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey... Hey, we should maybe sword because swords are cool. Do you want to go kendo fight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go kendo fight. There's a, a quick scene with the owner of Pole Pole fielding phone calls about where Godai is, yes. and then kendo fight. Yes, and uh, well, no, it's, um, gets... it's his niece that calls the the person that Gene gave directions to. Yeah, the, the niece calls oh, first, right. and he just straight hangs up on her because he's he is addicted to the television. She's like, "No, we can't. We I can't help you today. I'm sorry, we're busy. Click." And it's his niece. And it's then Minori niece calls. Trying to find out where his store is. Is it Min- wait? Is it Minori or Sakura? No, it it's is Minori. Minori. Minori calls like, "Where's Godai? Oh, he's at the police HQ, learning kendo from Ichijo, and doing a bad job." We gotta talk about that. Kuga's strategy is to walk <laughs> forward and get hit until the enemy is packed up against the wall. Which is not, that's not how kendo works. And then disarm them and smack them on the head. You're losing in kendo. Yeah. (laughs) I think this was a bad training method to demonstrate the effectiveness of this technique. (laughs) I got the feeling, like, it was, the training was not meant to have him learn sword fighting. Well, right. No. It it was, yeah. No, definitely not. It just looks silly. It it is very much a training of, I need to not, I need to get over my, the body's natural reaction of flinching away and, you know, looking away when I'm being, what danger is coming right at my face. I need to be able to walk forward without fault to deal with this. Yeah, because the, the cop keeps doing the, the head strike yelling, 
I think men. I think yeah. men is hit on the head. Yeah, not sure. Yes, this is weird because, like, in in scenes in Digimon, which were which I do for my other podcast, there is a number of scenes with uh, with Cody or Iori from that where he is kendo fighting with his grandfather, and they and they yell men like they do in here. Yeah, and yeah while- I think it's what men is men is a head hit, Doe is arm, and I think Kote is wrist. I think those are the like the three legal striking zones in tournament kendo or something i I'm not sure take your word for it because i don't actually know and during this I scene we're wrong. interspersed with another garangi scene where uh they're in a boat now i guess and oh uh, yeah yeah they're in the hold of a ship which is also a cool hideout it is and the it's squid is showing worse. off that hey i've i guess he's going i've almost finished because he's got a whole buttload of magatama finished on his bracelets oh yeah and they show that at least a couple of the other grungi have magatama earrings now oh i didn't notice that part they cut real close to the ear of one of them and it looks like another one has one in the background from there yeah but and we get back to the police station where minori has shown up and is going to the dojo and oh hey look, it's Ichijo's cute assistant. She's very interested in hey, hey Minori, what 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 do you what do you what do you think about Ichijo? She's upset about people possibly horning in on her crush, I think. Stay away from Senpai. Senpai <laughs> will notice me. <laughs> um and Minori's just like, he's just a fr- he's helping he's a my guy. brother, I guess. And goes right. inside and this uh I forget the word. The understudy is just like, she starts pouting. I get the feeling like she doesn't believe it. Totally it seems like she doesn't. It. Yeah. But uh, that's the only time she's in these four episodes, so. It, it, I I thought she was in there later, but maybe maybe I was just thinking of, of last time, because she was in a couple episodes last week. I think she shows up one other time, but she doesn't have any other speaking roles. She's just like, axes, I'm push a button. Right. Yeah, uh, so scientist lady calls up uh, Ichijo and gives the report about the the vent weakness for the uh, for Squid Guy. Yes, for and um, basically that with the way he's making this explosive liquid inside his body it causes him to like superheat and so that's why he spends all his time in the water. <laughs> right. Yep, making things explode is hot. Yeah. Like yeah. the temperature wise, not like I mean I well, I mean I'm not gonna kink shame. <laughs> but and then as this as Ichijo is talking to Anakita, uh Minori and Godai are having a conversation in a park, and Minori is admit admits to Godai that she actually kinds of find him scare she finds him a bit scary now. Right. And that she's worried he's turning into someone else. Mm-hmm. And then we get the oddest, this feels like a deus ex machina, we don't know how to actually, this isn't a well thought out conflict, we're just going to fix it. Because it ends with Godai being like, you know what, I'm scared, but you're doing what you gotta do, and I'm doing what I gotta do. Thumbs up. And that fixes it. Right. Which is weird. 
Yeah. Like if I look at it and I try to and I and I like I try to pull something out of it. I guess the fact that that Godai admits that he is scared is mm-hmm. showing her that he is still himself. Yeah, I guess it, I, it's the best idea I can come up with. The thing that's weird to me is I think the moment immediately after that is she's like, oh, he's okay then. Here, the kids made this book, this uh, string of handmade charms for you since oh, yeah. they they know you're always doing stuff. And he's like got a big smile. And he's like, oh, that's cute. Thanks. I think that's I, I a really much like stronger scene emotionally. Yeah. Like if she was like, oh, he still loves children. Of course, he's the same sort of guy. That seemed that it just seems like that would have been a better beat to focus on. Yeah, I don't know. It's a really weird. Con- it's a really weird conflict. It, it's just like it plays too close to um, Sakurako's kind of her her conflict. Yeah, right. The thing of yeah. Like you're. It, I mean, it's it is a different instead of you're getting into something dangerous. I don't want you hurt. Compared to, I think you're turning into a monster. It's a different. It's a slightly different you know, path, but the fear is very, very similar in both of them. Yeah, it it just didn't super work for me. No, it's, not I, I like the emotional through line of the the previous one with the the younger young girl and the one after this with his teacher, I think, are much better. That's good stuff. But, uh, well, then we get the, um, it, it, I, I think this episode fixes itself with the next scene. Swords. Swords. <laughs> yeah, G- Godai has his. Uh, uh, this is the first time he transforms without it being a weird CGI effect, because he he transforms as he's getting shot. Oh yeah, the explosion yes. hides the CG. Yeah, yes. and it explodes, and then he is purple Kuga as the smoke clears. Yes, yes it's Godai gets a call about the stomach being the weakness of the of Giga. Drives off. Minori is now happily sending him off. Then we get to the Ariake, 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 and the Koto Ward at three fifty-seven p.m. Giga's just blowing up more police, racking mm-hmm. up that, racking up that kill counter, and then Godai runs him over <laughs> again. Yep. And then yes, he transforms straight into purple after being shot. I really yep. like this design. It's, it's got. Cool, yeah. The the chest seems like an actual steel breastplate. Mm-hmm. Seems like proper armor. Yeah, and um, like the the shoulder pieces like kind of like flare up and look more mm-hmm. it's, like a, it, like a male armor thing. It is yeah. very obviously I am strong and armored, and this becomes even more obvious when hey, I'm gonna pull this handle that broke off my I, I no think it's the, it's the it's the key for the bike. Oh, okay. I'm gonna yeah. take the key out of the bike. And that's going to turn, because the key is like a handle? Yeah. Uh, I think it's supposed to be, the idea is it's also a police baton in addition to being like the accelerator for the bike. Actually, yeah, no, I think I'd need to look at it again, but that sounds good. This is oddly not the only rider show where a rider pulls a sword out from from their bike. Yeah, wasn't... Fize does it, actually, in the episode of of Decade we watched, he does that. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, okay, so he pulls out this baton handle thing, turns it into a cool purple sword, takes the completely open stance, I have my sword down, I have my arms down, and just starts walking straight at Giga, doing nothing, 
getting they shot. To, yeah, during the scene, they start off this cool, like, mournful acoustic guitar yeah, se- sequence in the music that's kind of neat. The tone change that comes up. Oh my god, it's the start. You get this nice acoustic guitar. Oh, speaking guitar. of the music, though, back when um, Godai was talking to his sister, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they did a piano version of the Kuga opening. Oh, shit. I, I hadn't noticed notice. that. Yeah, you you can pick on it slightly. It's really good. We get this um, nice piano music and really smooth guitar and wind chimes. As Kuga's just walking forward and explosions are going off around him. And he's getting visions of children playing and laughing. And there's Wait. his sister. And okay, are they I, are they just narratively paralleling him doing this, or is I, are they supposed to be like intuiting each other again? I no, what I got the impression of this is Kuga is walking forward. I am powered by the love of these children. I shall protect the children. Because I mean, like in the in the intro, it talks about him being a warrior of love. I totally didn't read that, but I I guess I can kind of see. Yeah, I, can. I didn't I didn't read it that way either, but I will allow it. This is what happens when you don't use the Kuleshov effect precisely. Yeah. But he basically backs Giga up, Giga gets freaked out, and, and then stabbed, stabbed in the chest. And he explodes. <laughs> it, it is a pretty cool... Like, he straight up impales the guy. Yeah. And, uh, just, just, wata through the chest. Just, all the way through. He explodes in a big sparkly explosion. Mm-hmm. And that's episode 10. Yep. Do we yeah, see the name basically. of that episode? That episode was I did. Uh, Ferocity? I believe. Uh, did I? Perseverance? What was, what's it called? It's Ferocity. Fierceness. Fierceness. Oh yeah, Fierceness. There it is. Ferocity and Fierceness are very similar words. I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. I think you might have. We said it again of if if you did. But uh, yeah, so, so Kuga stands, uh, the camera swings around him, so he's posed against the sun, and then they cut back to his sister walking out of the daycare in slow motion, skipping with children. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Yep. And then we get to like the better two two parter of these sets of two parters. Yeah, I, I like the other one a little bit. The arc in this one is much more coherent. It's much more emotionally impactful. I like it a lot more. Yeah, though it does. Okay. Yeah. So the weird thing, uh, episode eleven starts off with episode eleven is called Promise. By right. The way. Right. Yeah, episode 11 starts off with this character who we have never seen before, and we have no idea what he who he is in a setting that we are not familiar with. So, Man, he's sad about those flowers. Yeah, it's a real weird intro to an episode so far. Let me get... He's, I believe he, he, he is introduced in this scene. His name is Kanzaki. Right. Yeah, they've started episodes with characters we don't know and settings we don't know, but that's always immediately followed by a Gurungi murdering that person. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time it's, oh, hey, it's this new person, and they're named. They're right. probably not gonna die. And we get, I got the feeling of the scene of just, this is the teacher's like, man, I just, I don't fucking understand kids today. Yeah. He's disappointed that they did not take care of the flowers. Yeah, they they they're the ones that asked for this flower bed and then they just let it die and you know, he's upset. He's very worried about today's youth. I we're, I weirdly relate to this guy more than I think I probably should. The older you get, the <laughs> more it'll hit you. Days. Oh man. Am I there wrong? was this one thing on Twitter I screenshotted no. it. I I put the it in the uh, chat too. 
where I think Kuga was made 18 years too early. It's in the next episode, but um, he's talking about it's like the children them themselves say they have no hopes for the future. Yeah. And oh, I'm just yeah. Like, oh, big mood. Yeah. Oh, yes. And this is happening in Tochigi Pre- Prefecture at mm-hmm. Kazahaya Elementary School. I'm yeah. saying all these places if I know where they are on a map. I don't. I, I don't either. You are saying them to place where we are in the episode. Yeah, that's a good way. I assume if you knew what Tokyo's layout was like, this would give you some sort of sense of place. Well, but, okay, know. so I can tell that when it's someplace ward, that's happening in, I think that's happening in Tokyo. But if it's a prefecture, that's an entirely different area. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because they, they take a train and a bus to get over... Uh, yeah, he takes a train to get to that other place they go to later on. Yeah. If I'm correct, and I'm probably not, I think prefectures are the Japanese equivalent, similar, not, you know, equal, but a similar equivalent to American states. I believe that's correct. I think I've heard that comparison made before. But yeah, so so the teacher is having a conversation with a soccer coach about how he doesn't understand kids these days. And the soccer coach just brings up the unidentified aliens out of nowhere as a ref. Like, maybe that's making everybody act weird. Though, I guess they have killed 300 people, so maybe that is just a conversation topic at this point. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a thing that they have to deal with in this world. Right. Yeah. Maybe it would be weirder to not talk about it now that I think. Uh, well, I think it's partially, like, it's all the news, it's, uh, you know, it's the fact of those things, and the news is like, oh, hey, there's, they're talking, in the news, they're talking about fighting, and everything going on, and kids maybe identifying with one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, go back to Pole Pole. We need more curry. Yes, except now Godai is making curry, and it's 10, it's 10.43 p.m., Godai's making curry. What is he doing with his life? Wait a minute, I thought it was morning in this scene. Nope. PM. Oh, okay. No, yeah, you're right. It he, is nice. He's getting his work done ahead of time so he can keep his promise. Yes, the next because day. he made a promise to oh. someone important a long time ago, and it means a lot to him. I wasn't clear on why this date exactly. It's, I, I think, think it's just the date he wrote in the picture. Or I, it may have been like the day they graduated. Yeah. Well, oh, that, that, might, be. that would make more sense. I, I think. The Japanese school year flips over to the new year, like around April or March. Hmm. Well, I'm not a hundred percent. There's no way to know. So I guess we'll just have to speculate. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's an impossible uh, piece of information to acquire. Fantastic. Let's, let's here. Let's let let me open up Wikipedia right here for this (laughs) audio podcast. Um, Please don't. No, no, Evan, it's impossible to know. It's impossible it's to know. Po- okay, yeah, the no, internet doesn't exist when correct. we're recording. It's, po- it's impossible. <laughs> but okay, so we jump forward again. It is now two forty three, two sixteen a.m. in Kawaguchi in the Saitama Prefecture. This oh, rhino hey. really hates exhaust. Yeah, he's, mm, he's just standing yeah. in the middle of the road, <laughs> just like okay. staring. Yeah, so there's a bunch of scenes in these two episodes with the rhino guy being upset at truck exhaust. Combined so, with the emissions of the smokestacks 
pissing off the cricket guy. Were you guys starting to get a feel that the Garonki were upset about pollution or something? That'd be a really cool twist, but it's actually the noise that he's angry about they specify later on well they think it i mean they didn't ask him i think they they thought it was the noise they don't know it's the noise well i I'm, i think they say it's the noise because they're, they're like because the they're like it, we told the it's like we told the truck drivers to like to not like hard stop and idle as much yeah okay yes. well maybe we'll that, about is that later I thought it would be interesting if the Garonki woke up after 2,000 years and are like, you fucked up the planet, we're going to kill you all. Oh no, I definitely think that's like the more interesting way to look at it. Like, I read it as the exhaust too when I was first watching it. Yeah, so it is still unclear what the Garonki's motivation is. That is kind of what I'm hoping it is now, because that would be interesting. But Okay, then we... Shoot forward a couple hours again, and we are now in Utsunomiya. In the I mean, the, the rhino guy, like, totally gores this guy to death. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, okay, that. yeah. That's true. We get the actual, like, actual fairly uh, gruesome death of just, like, goring him through the chest. Yeah, the rhino suit's pretty cool, actually, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no him. squid suit, but... <laughs> it's pretty good. But yes, we then go to Utsunomiya in the Tochigi Prefecture at 8.53 a.m., and Kanzaki, who is now wearing glasses and looking pretty, pretty suave. He's looking is, pretty dad. Yeah, he's looking pretty dad. I can't tell if he's like packing up because they're moving or if he's just like doing spring cleaning or something. But he's going through books and stuff. Spring cleaning would make sense. Or if he's like going through and like starting to prepare for his quitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. He I, said yeah, he no, was that thinking about quitting. So, yeah. But he's going through and finds an old book. That looks to have been, like, just messages that a teacher would get, that students would put together and give to their teacher. And, oh, hey, look, there's a message from Godai. A young Godai is like, man, I'll listen to your prom. I'm, I'm going to keep this promise. You go to the class, come back to the classroom on March 25th, the year 2000. And if Godai is 25, and he did this when he was, I think it was, it says later in, I think it was, was like sixth, sixth grade. grade. Yeah. So he was like eight or I don't know how old sixth graders are in Japan. This math is too much for me at this point in time. <gasps> yeah, I think he would Basically, have been like eleven or twelve. Yeah, he made a promise that. Well, we figure out the promise later. I'll, I'll yeah, bring it up. but we'll bring the, it up the teacher does not immediately know what the promise is. He's just yeah, he, like he 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 brings this out and he's like, "What the hi." He has completely forgotten about this. And interspecing that with Godai, who's like, man, I love this guy. He's super important. Adorably, he does immediately be like, I have to drop what I'm doing and go to this yeah. school to keep this promise to Godai. It's great. Yep, he tells his wife, he's like, yep, I'm going out for a bit. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> go. Let me get he doesn't cut. tell her that he's like going like a couple states away, which no, is a little weird. Just like, I'm going out. I'll be yeah. back. We get a smash cut back to Pole Pole, uh, where Godai, I, I forget why, I don't have it written down here in my notes, but Godai is leaving, and the owner's niece shows up. Yep. And she shows up just as Godai's leaving, and basically catches a glance for him, glance of him as he's going out the door, and she walks by him. And instantly has a crush. Who is that? Oh my god, he's so hot. Oh my god. <laughs> it's pretty great. And the owner, he's got this looks on his face of like... 
Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I really like the the look he has when he says, "You think so?" And he's got like this, oh. Like, oh no. <laughs> thing going on. We get a right after this is a short scene back at the Joint Task Force where it's basically Ichijo is the the task force because this has gone on for 2 months. The task force is being reorganized so that it will I believe so it would be more of a long-term thing right. instead of just, you know, the short hopefully this is going to be done. And Ichijo is going to in the reorganization be moved to Tokyo permanently. Yeah, they they're keeping him for the task force cuz he's really yes. good. He's doing good work and they need good people. I'm not sure if I would be praising any of these people since they've let 300 people die, but you know, hey. Hey, but they killed like a couple. Yeah, they, that's they true. got some. They got some good progress. hits in though. And then we cut back to the college archaeology research yes. lab. Yes, at 921. Sakuraoka's doing decryption work, and we finally get the full phrases for each of the four forms. Yeah, so, Chris, you might remember. Are those mm-hmm. the same... Is that the same wording as when she first read them? They... Okay, the wording is different in the translation. I don't know if the wording is the same in the little symbols and okay. the, the yeah. because for the pronunciation of them. My first thought of it was is that there there are upgrade forms to all of the main forms that happen. Uh, and I was curious if it if those new if if those were new lines and if those were foreshadowing the upgraded versions of them. I don't think so, because I know, I think the Pegasus form one is the same. Okay. And I uh, think it's just, I think, it's just a narrative mistake, I think. Hmm. But yes, we get four of them, which is, uh, when evil rises, don the stone of hope and be the warrior who strikes down evil in flames. When the evil rises, let your strikes turn formless and become the warrior who washes away evil like the waves of the sea. Right, because uh, the one for the water guy was like, uh, be like water, strike down enemies with long weapons. Right. Yeah, that's true. It could also be just that her, her software has gotten better and it's kind of... That's true. It's There's being lots more, of um, It's being more verbose instead of yeah. maybe using instead of using simple words, which is why we got like the weird water cutting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we get the behold it from the distance and become the warrior who pierces it like the gale. And then finally, for Titan form, don the steel armor and become the warrior who splits his foes like the cracks in the earth itself. It's a fucking great line. That's pretty metal. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's metal. Oh, and hey, though, hey, Gene's calling. He's in Nagano. Oh, there's also a a sequence. There, the radio is going in the background, and it is playing the top three hits of J-pop. Number three of which is the writers with speed kick. <laughs> that's pretty good. That was, yeah, that's cute. I yeah. really like this bit with Gene and what yeah. they do with um the professor's daughter here. Yeah, I was really glad they brought her back, actually. And we get a nice little re- reminder that Gene really likes Umaboshi. He's really glad you sent those along. <gasps> Gene will remember that. Uh, yeah, I, I now ship Gene and Umaboshi. They're, <laughs> they're the thing he has the strongest yeah. feelings about. Yes, and then... Uh, researcher's daughter mika has basically i guess she just showed up and has said i'm helping yeah because she says i forced my way onto the team yep she wants to do what her dad would be would have been doing yeah i really like that detail i think that was really good yeah that was, that was good i like seeing her back 
I hope she I hope she continues to be a character. I'm glad she's doing okay. Then we get a couple quick scenes of one on the uh, uh basically the Japan railways at 10:12 of showing Kanzaki is on the train and headed to his old school and then cuts to Godai who's driving and is on his way to the school. And then it cuts to Shige, the Ibaraki prefecture, where Rhino is attacking another truck. Yep. yep. Trucks are bad. Trucks are bad. Yep. Then back He stops at- the truck and then walks around to the back, and there's, like, the entire back half of the truck is caved in. Which And yeah. uh, then he starts getting wrestled by this intimidating large man. Spooky. But then back at the Task Force HQ, it's now about just about 1030. Um, Ichijo is basically doing a little bit of investigation on the Magatama bracelet and the Garangi Etch-a-Sketch. Mm-hmm. When he Those gets are the two call, items they left behind yes. when they flushed them out of the other place with the smoke grenades, I think? Yep. Yes. Um, where, and then Ichijo gets a call from, I guess, someone who his, was his friend. I back think that's at the Bike Nog- Senpai, or Bike Kohai. <laughs> oh, you're right. I think <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, this is Bike Kohai. Yeah, he's back at the Nagano Prefectural at Police HQ. And he's he's basically like, so you're coming back, right? It's it's been two months. No, no, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna have to stay here. No, but I thought it was only gonna be for like two months. Man, something's happened. I gotta go. Yeah, this is definitely a thing. That another scene with Ichijo. They've done a lot now. I'm starting to notice a pattern where people keep asking him, like, "Hey, aren't you attached to anybody? Or aren't you like?" They bring up his girlfriend that's non-existent. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> don't you have any friends you want to hang out with, or any attachments with anyone? And he's always like, "Nope, nope, don't care. Yeah. I'm busy with work." And everyone's like, oh, man, poor Ichijo. I, I do like when he's like, man, your girlfriend's going to be upset. Ichijo gets this look on his face like, I've told, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> and like, he's every woman he meets it. is interested in him. Yeah. That's pretty I, good. I think all of the, like, every guy he knows is just, like, teasing him a little bit about the fact that he is hot and oblivious. <laughs> yeah. He is married to his work. Yes, but. Please get a call, and the task force is headed out to Ibaraki. We get a scene of Godai driving at the new Futako Bridge in the Setagaya Ward at 1041, where he now gets a call from the police, uh, or gets a call from Ichijo, learns about in his bike phone. Rhino. Yes. Yeah, his fancy and bike then, radio. I'm sorry, Sensei, I have to, I have to deal with this. <laughs> And and then I'm gonna call my friend and have her go in my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calls up Sakurako and without giving her giving it like any real explanation. Hey, hey, you gotta go here and apologize to this guy for me. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah, and I guess give- he just. I mean, he intends for her to just keep the teacher there for the day. Well, I think it was like the way it, he implied it to me is like go to him and tell him I. I remembered about our promise. Right. I, it's basically, I remembered. I couldn't come myself. Here is someone for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still intends to go, and she interprets that he still intends to go. Yes. He's just busy right now. Yeah, he's kind of like, I gotta do some Kuga stuff. Yep. Right. But first, we get the fun Gorongi meeting in public. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is that scene I mentioned where they're like, hey, speak English. We yeah. don't want to stand like, out. 
I think they specifically else. say, hey, speak, uh, Linto, which I guess... Yeah. yeah. This might be the first, like, official link that, that humans are that. Yep. Yeah, I, I was so, actually. I was really surprised when they were speaking in Japanese, actually. I was like, oh, I didn't know if they could. Everybody the, speaks Japanese. In the past couple then, episodes, they were kind of uh, dropping it in because they, they'd use a couple words here and there in their meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And act like they were learning them. I, I love that uh, Bat Boy is the one that speaks in Garangi. Bat Boy is just the whipping again. boy at this point. Yeah. And I kind much. of am okay with this. I wonder why he's, why does he suck so much? I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, he has He didn't do that failed. bad of a job or No. He didn't die. <laughs> yeah, like, the other Karongi have straight up died when they fought. He was Kuga. able to get away and has fought off Kuga successfully twice. Yeah, maybe and, maybe failure is worse than death. I guess so. Yeah, one of the Garung I don't think we've seen a guy wearing a see-through mesh shirt and a chain collar. I don't think yeah, we've think seen this guy new. before. But he he's very pissed that it's not their turn yet. Yeah, he he wants it to be his turn to. Have the Magatama and murder people, I'm guessing? Yep. But he's annoyed. Yeah. Red Boa Lady says nope. We cut to Ichijo, who has finally gotten directions that a rhino has been cornered. And so he's going to go get that way. Yep. Which is in... Comic... Man, why did I write... Okay. Kamigo Tsuko... Kamigo to, to wait. It's I in the Ibaraki a, prefecture. I think you skipped a couple scenes. Did I? Yeah, because after the scene with uh, the Grunky, there's another scene where uh, Kanizaka is like riding on the train, and like you see both. Um, oh yeah, him and Sakurako, oh, yeah, no. or Sakurako like yeah. barely makes the train. Yeah, and they, he kind of looks oh, back. Oh right, okay. I have I have that note, but I have it just after this because there's also another scene of them both on the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so they're, yes, like, traveling the together now to the same place. Yes. They just don't yeah. realize it yet. Get that scene. Then we get the scene of Rhino facing off a bunch off against a bunch of cops in the Ibaraki Prefecture. And I did notice that instead of writing the time 12.11 p.m., they wrote it as Zero. 0011 p.m. Yeah. Which is interesting, but just kind of not notable in any other way other than the fact that we're talking about it. I guess that's how time works there. I, I guess I so. Think, I mean, it's not even like 24-hour time. Like, it's like reverse 24-hour time. Right. It's just wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It might just be an editing mistake, honestly. But they do uh, it again when they go back yeah, to the next time code. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But Ichijo shows up, um, and all the cops are dead. Well, except for this one guy who is able to get out that 22 is going towards uh, Takura Prefecture, I think? Or Takura... He's going towards Takura. I'm not sure what that is, other than a part of a city. Right. But he basically tells him where he's going. And then Ichijo tells Godai. Yeah, and, yeah Sugimori shows up, and he... One, one of the cops is bleeding internally, so he picks him up and shakes him a lot. Uh, yeah, it's tr- like the only one that isn't dead. Yeah. He's like, no, don't die. Shake, shake, shake. But, okay, so now that Ichijo knows where Rhino is, um, he's able to... Godai knows where Rhino is. 
he's able to drive over there. And oh, I think I got scene. I got Ichijo and Sukumori mixed up a second ago. That's okay. But yes, yeah, so we get a shot of Rhino just kind of going around destroying cars, and then Godai arrives and is going to fight. Nope, punched off the bike. Oh well, I'm going to trap. Nope, thrown. <laughs> and Rhino is just not giving Godai any time to actually transform. Yeah, and this is the most effective. <laughs> it's a good strategy. <laughs> it's just like, no, fuck you. No, yeah. you're not getting powered up. Well, I mean, if you think about it, instead of watching Godai get his shit kicked while he's Kuga, this time it's while he's not Kuga. Yes. <laughs> I kind of love it. But, um... Uh, so, he's getting beat. Badly. Then we, yes, we swap back to, um... The Kanagawa Prefecture, as Sakurako and Kanzaki are both looking at a bus schedule, and they notice, oh, hey, we're going to the same place. Oh, that's weird. Sakurako kind of watches as Kanzaki goes off to go get some red bean soup from a nearby store. And then exposition. Yeah. I'm having a midlife crisis. I don't understand kids today. I might quit my job. I'm going to quit if Godai doesn't show up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, don't put it on Godai. Right. Yeah, and during the scene when he's giving exposition, they uh, show that while he's drinking his tea, the thing where a little tea stalk floats straight up in it, which is... uh, That's that's supposed to mean something, doesn't it? I believe it's like good luck, actually. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I looked it up. It, it, it's uh, supposed to be a sign of of good fortune or something like that. Oh, oh, That's so good. yeah, and uh, he does end up getting he does end up having a good day. So it is a good yes. omen for him. But um, after this exposition, we cut back to the fight between Rhino and Godai, and he's still tossing him around like a rag doll. Yeah, and he's just slamming through this like fences and buildings and crap he's got a very juggernaut feel to him yeah yeah i definitely was thinking like sumo too because he keeps like charging and grappling godai Mm -hmm. yep and then but oh go ahead uh so actually the the, like the rock track they have i really like during this fight scene oh yeah yeah this is a fun one like i think this is this i think it's like the first time we've got something like this heavy in the soundtrack I think so. Yeah, I think you might be right, actually. Hmm. Yeah, like, a, it's got an electric guitar and a couple good synth hits in it. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, Godai is able to, I, well, he gets thrown, like, into this metal grating and then dodges out of the way of a charge and Rhino kind of basically breaks into a building and finally gives Godai enough time to be able to transform. Yep. Not that it helps him too much. No, not too much. And, like, the rhinos seem surprised. Like, oh, Kuga. And I think he introduces himself, like, just as Zane. But he doesn't give, like, the full three-part naming convention. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, he he basically... It feels like he went rogue for this. Yeah, I think that's what happened. 
because I think we will talk about this in the next episode when it happens. I think that's why the, the one of the other uh, Grungi come in and kind of like take him out. Yeah, and it's like I get the feeling like he he's not giving that full three name because he can't. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not allowed he doesn't have to the anymore. Bakatama, certainly, I don't yeah. think because he he it feels like he's gone off and is doing his own thing now. Yeah, I, I like the cliffhanger for this one though, because during the after oh, yeah, no, good. Godai turns into Kuga, the Rhino picks him up and throws him straight up into the air and is going to like impale him on his horde when he falls yeah. down. Yeah. It also and looks then, like um like before like he kind of Rhinoed him like Spider Man does to Rhino into like something and it looks like his horn got like superheated because like it turned orange. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was just like the light catching the horn or if it was actually supposed to read as like super like superheated or something not sure but yeah the the camera cuts the end of the episode right when you see kuga falling down and he like jerks he's like ah so yeah, like it, it's like was it's he like impaled? just as it hits him it's like is he impaled Ooh, what? Oh, find out next week honestly like i wouldn't have been surprised if he ended up being impaled i I'll, no i also thought he was gonna get i was surprised yeah but no, it's next. We move on to episode twelve, teacher, and yes, no which resolves that uh that cliffhanger pretty quickly. Immediately, he's like, "No, Kuga does not get impaled. He is able to grab the horn at the last second and fall off to the side." Yeah, yeah. and I don't entire. I'm not entirely sure how this works. It works out. Don't worry about it. But it works. I mean, he can lift his own weight. Sure. Yeah. But then, but then the kick, the the kick does nothing. Yeah. He gives him his half rider kicks that had been worked on like the first couple monsters. Yes. And it's like, oh, this, it kind of worked, but man, I don't know. And gets back and Reynolds gets back up to fight. And oh, yes. Now we have the fish man that comes and attacks him and like tears off his pectoral. Yeah. And then they go, like, tumble off into an ocean. They're doing grab, yes, tumble, I think it's a river. Yeah, it's it's a pretty, a pretty lazy river. But yes, it's, um, they jump into the water, uh, Ichijo shows up, Godai has detransformed, he's like, man, I don't, I don't think I can beat him as I am right now. Huh. It's very, like, he, he has this little, he has a very dejected look on his face after that fight. Yeah, yeah, because, like, generally, like, it's either, like, he's got the shit kicked out of him, and he, like, he's like, ah, oh, this new form will fix it, or he wins. Yeah, in the last episode, I was definitely wondering, like, well, he's out of new forms to turn into now. How is he going to beat the next monster? <laughs> and yet, Special yeah, move. when they start this one, it's like, oh, he still hasn't done a rider kick yet, really. Not a proper one. Yeah. Right. So... Then we get to a scene cut to the Yaga Station in Yamakita, Kanagawa at 133, where Sakurako um, notices that Kan on Kanzaki's bag is his name, and she's like, "Um, are are you Kanzaki Sensei?" Yeah, she <laughs> figures out that he's the guy she's looking for. Finally, am I, am I the one that's supposed to meet you here? What's going on? Mm. And we cut but to yeah. the... Wait, 133, 116? Another scene in Pole Pole after this? Yes. We get Minori showing up to the shop. 
meeting Nana, the owner's niece. And oh, it's yeah. Like, it's like, oh, how do you know? It's like, oh, I'm Godai's sister. You're Godai's sister. Oh, you know about? Oh, I'm the. You know about Godai? Yeah. Oh, I'm the first member of his fan club. She says You're he's the what? his fan, and his sister's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> she is genuinely surprised that anyone likes her brother. She, she's like implying that she's made a fan club for him, and the owner is going do the, doing the. You do one now? <laughs> Again, look. I love it. The owner's just like, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even work that hard. Yeah, he's <laughs> barely even been working lately. So, we leave the owner, being frustrated, to see Rhino coming out of a river, pissed off. And then he regenerates his wounds. He gets so off. angry that his wounds heal. Yes. And then it cuts back to Kanzaki and Sakurako on a bus, and they're having a discussion. And Kanzaki's basically like, man, I I really want Godai to show up. Like, I, I really need him to show up. Yeah. He's kind of like, I need something to give my teaching meaning. Yeah. Right. It's like, no pressure, but if your friend doesn't show up, I'm going to quit my job. Yep. And we swap back to Takarada in the Tsukaba ward at 2.07 p.m. Ichijo and Godai are having a conversation. Ichijo's telling them that they're still looking for the rhino. And Kodai's like, hey, so you go do that. I need to go figure out how to kick good. Yeah. I need to go <laughs> right train. Back. Well, then also, like, Ichijo's like, weren't you meeting someone today? So apparently everybody just knows Godai's, like, personal plans. And he's very much like, uh, oh, yeah, no, it was important. Don't worry about it. But he's like, don't worry. Like, I'm going to go train by myself for a little bit. I think skill number 107 will help me out yes. here. <laughs> yeah, I they, wish I knew they, what that was. He says, uh, do you mind if I work on my own for a little while? And I was, that's how they sub it. And I was like, uh, okay. But I, I guess what? they just means he wants like a half hour to practice kicking or something. I think his 107th skill is acrobatics. Maybe, because he does flips. Yeah, he just like standing and like backflip and stuff. It makes sense. Then Man, I really hope somewhere like there's like a lore bible for the show that just has all <laughs> all like one thousand hundred ninety nine skills before Kuga. That would be great. Like the Ferengi rules of acquisition. Maybe we'll hear a couple more over the course of the show. <laughs> oh, man, I, I want to know these more than anything right now. Then it cuts back to Kanzaki and Sakurako on the bus, and Kanzaki is explaining that I he'd completely forgotten about the promise. Yeah, he was like, I just happened to find upon the book the today. Yeah, I was a little bit weirded out by this coincidence until, I think, Evan, earlier you said it's probably because he was packing his stuff up to quit his job. I'm like, oh, I guess it's not actually that much of a coincidence then. He would have been yeah. pulling that out anyway. He's going through old things. Um, and then we cut to the Garangi, where, uh, Boa Lady and Bat Dude are meeting with some guy in John Lennon glasses with a tooth earring, who gives them a bag and then chuckles evilly as they leave. Right. We do not see what is in the bag at all? We don't see what's in the bag, we don't see the guy, we don't actually see the guy's face all that well, it's all very hush-hush secret. Yeah. It's not clear why Bat Guy wants to take it? Immediately? Yes. 
Uh, that guy's just whipping boy. He has to do something. Yep. Then we ba- swap back to... I just realized uh, something else funny about the sequence. That guy pulls up his umbrella over his head to block out the sun, but the sun is directly ahead of the camera. Oh, yeah. So, you know. That's... Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> but we get then a short scene of... Oh, hey, look, Godai found a tree. That's a real good tree. And I was very confused about this scene, you know, until the next scene happens. Godai likes trees. Where it explains why he found this tree. Because it's just a scene of a public park with a tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, it. this tree will be perfect for making me kick better. <laughs> okay. And we cut back to Kanzaki and Sakurako. They have arrived at Tachibana Elementary in Yamakita at 2.48 p.m. Yeah, and I, I guess it was snowing in the place they traveled to? There's like yeah, snow well, on the if, depending on where they traveled in Japan and the time of year, I could totally see it. Yeah, I guess if it's up in the mountains, it could pretty yeah, easily if it's up, be snowing if it's up in north. But uh, they go up the hill. Kanzaki seems super excited. like, oh, I'm going to see this old... I'm going to see the old school again. Guess what? It's getting demolished. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Kanzaki's like, Ugh. It's like, is, does, is everything I love doomed to die and yeah. fade away? He's not having a good day. Yeah. No, he's not. The Sakuraku's world, response is The like, world is conspiring to make his midlife crisis worse. <laughs> Sakuraku's response is, no, man, let's just break in. <laughs> yeah, let's just hop the fence. It'll be fine. And it is, and they do. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back to Ichijo, who is now at the noted police department in Chiba Prefecture, about 30 minutes later at 3.18. And they've finally gotten the info that idling vehicles are what attract Rhino. So oh, finally, this is also the scene where I noticed that uh, Ichijo's police car has the rearview mirrors like near the front of the hood. I was super weirded out by that. Yeah, that's... um. It's a way to help reduce blind spots when you're driving, especially for, like, if it's a police cruiser and they need to be able to see it behind them. They do the same type of thing on, like, uh, big truckers. Big Well, like 18-wheel trucks will have rear view uh, mirrors down around a set of them, a couple sets of them on the hood to help (laughs) eliminate the possibility of a blind spot. Well, fair enough. I thought it looked real weird, but I guess that makes sense. Oh, no, you're, you're right. It does look real weird, but there's a reason for it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, okay. So after this, there's a scene of Godai. He is just, he's scratching stick figures in the dirt. He's like, yeah, he's like trying to draw out his plan. <gasps> yeah. Like, I think it's pretty adorable. He's like, I'm going I'm to sit here in the dirt. And I'm going to draw out the strategy. And and he discovers that the the key point to his new secret technique <laughs> I should flip when I kick is a front so I gotta, flip I gotta do a kick-ass flip <laughs> flipping is cool it's true so now that Godai's figured this out we swap back to Kanzaki and Sakuraku who have made it to the old classroom and Kanzaki now spends the next I don't know five minutes explaining I, I reminiscing mean- and basically explaining here is why I am at uh, here is why I have problems. 
Yeah, there, I think this is what where I'm worried. Um, they're I in think... this classroom until it gets dark. He is he is a apparently... hours and hours. Yeah, he's like I upset. If I'm hours. correct, they don't leave until like nine. Yeah, no, they don't actually leave the building until nine twenty three p.m. later that night. Mm-hmm. They're there for hours. Yeah, at least seven or yeah. eight. Sakurako is extremely patient about listening to this guy complain about his midlife crisis. Yeah, this but, is also yes. where that line about um about the children having no hopes for the future is. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. I like it. But we have an it, it the entirety of Kanzaki's problem. I think it, it it feels like it boils down to kids are changing, and I don't understand them anymore, and that's scary. And I don't think what I'm doing actually has an impact. Uh, he, and if it doesn't have an impact, I want to quit. He also says something about, like, the school administrators are encouraging him to be less personable with the children, but the parents want them to, like, stay on them academically and stuff. Yeah, it's an entire thing of they're getting requests from all different sides that are all competing, and they kind of paralyzed by it. I think I've seen a couple other animes about teachers that basically have this exact same conflict in them. Oh, yeah, no, it's Japanese teaching profession. Is, they get... It's not great. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the feeling not that great. things are... I mean, it's not going great in America either, actually. No, so, it's not. You know. Teachers are not being respected anywhere across the world. It's true. Yeah. So, <sighs> it's bad for teachers. Yes. But he's pinning his hopes on Godai showing up, and if Godai show, doesn't show up, he's going to quit. Man, I was, and we, and the- I was honestly in suspense if he was actually going to make it or not. I, I was yeah, worried, no. too. Yeah. I didn't think he was, actually, at this point. It's like it, it would bring a whole lot to this guy. I was a little worried. But Godai does not let anybody down. He's a good guy. Yes. He's our sweet we boy. Get, we got to cut back to him. If Here's why he found that Here's why he needed to find that tree. Godai's figured out his kick. He d- jumps, does a sweet heckin' flip, and kicks a tree branch. He's like, yes! This will this definitely kill the rhino man. This will work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He he leaps about twice his height too, which is yeah. extremely athletically impressive. So, yeah, it's well, he's got like better muscles. This uh, scene yeah. is shot. It feels like with the run up and the kick, it feels like some sort of like a sports movie where you get <laughs> where you, it's like this is his shot. He's gonna do it, and it's going in slow motion. It's uh, a training montage, know. but it's just one scene. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. But then we go to cut scene to Ichijo, who is at the blockaded area in the Ibaraki prefecture at 3.44. And Ichijo's decided I'm going to be the one to drive a truck to lure out 22. I'm going to call Godai. Hey, Godai. Hey, I'm driving a truck so I might be a... T- <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, well, I'm idling a truck. I should probably call the one guy who could kill these monsters. But no, 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 monsters here. Oh, shit, I'm being attacked by a rhino. <laughs> Oh, jeez. So, as it's just getting attacked, we now... Man, I'm just looking back on this. Episode 12 has so many scene cuts. Right. It's ridiculous. I think uh, that's part of why I like this one. It's a well-paced episode. It, it intercuts is. I'm the just, character conflict. I'm just well. notice, Like, Yeah, no, I didn't notice it as much when I was watching, even though I was sitting here taking notes the entire time. But looking back on it, it's, like, it's just cut, 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 cut. Mm-hmm. And it all flows well. Yeah, yeah, this is the same the the same director who did uh 
the five and six episodes. That would do it. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he, I think he's one of the, he's a good director. Yes. Takao but Nagaishi. Yeah. Okay, so then we cut back to Sakurako and Kanzaki. And Sakurako has, through discussion, gotten Kanzaki to remember the promise he made with Godai. Which was Godai promised to learn 2,000 skills before the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Which, oh my god. Oh wait, did we get to the part where like... No, we didn't get to the thumbs up part yet. We're getting no, that's there. Immediately after the 2000. Th- that, yeah. that is, that is, yeah, that is literally... It's, it's talking about it, and then Sakurako's like, well, no, he he's done it. Yeah. Thumbs I, up. I, and uh, I, she kind of subtly implies that the 2000th scale is being Kamen Rider Kuga. Yeah, she's like, he's using the 2000th one right now. I mean, that's <laughs> what I thought it was. No, it is. I, th- I totally think that's what it is. Because that's why he crossed it out on his uh, business card after yep. after he got it, and he gave it to the one lady. Yeah, yeah. But... You know, so she Sakurako gives Kanzaki a thumbs up, and this seems to like revitalize him because he goes up to the front, the podium, and he gives the entire lesson that he gave to little Babby Godai when Godai was a young boy about being a good person and do what you need to and become a man who can protect everyone's smile. Right. He's like become become a man who can like. Uh, like protect like your sister and your mother because your dad's dead. Yeah, yeah. He reveals that like yeah, that's why he was close with Godai because Godai's father had died, and yeah, I guess he was trying to give the kid motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, Go- do you know what the What's thumbs the- up means? And he starts with the thumbs up came from ancient Rome, and I was like, really? I mean, yeah, is that actually true? I. Yes, it is. Oh, yes. Okay. It was the thumbs up and thumbs down were the, uh, basically during a gladiatorial combat. Now, well, I know that, I'm, but I mean, I assumed it yeah, was no. an older symbol than that. Nope. It came from Rome. Okay. Fair enough. But, okay. So yes, Kanzaki gives this entire little speech and then is overwhelmed by emotion. Right. Then we cut back to Kuga, who has shown up and... Starts beating the cre- beating the stuffing out of Rhino with his bike. Yep. Right up until he gets thrown off of it. <laughs> and it's I don't know. It it felt like a very much of a hey, look at our look at our stunt rider doing cool stuff. Yeah, this is yeah, Isn't we have cool? another sequence sort of like the one from episode four. Nothing is as bad as the <laughs> sequence from episode four. No, it's not no, nearly it, that bad, but it's certainly a little no. bit like, hey, stunt riding, yeah. It's it is not nearly as bad, but it has flavor of it all over it. <laughs> you know though, like it juxt- juxtaposed to now where like we barely get any bike stuff in current in current seasons. It's nice. I like it. It is just, it it is very, it feels very obvious to me of, hey, look at our cool stunt rider. Isn't this cool? And, you know, you sit there and go, it is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. It's like, this is and, pretty You know, impressive. it doesn't go on too long. There, There is a crunching noise when he's, like, hitting him with the wheel and the rhino guy throws the bike off to the side. And I'm like, yeah. did he just, did he break the tri-chaser? The most important bike in the universe? (laughs) (sighs) He didn't. So yeah, he gets, uh, he throws the bike, Kuga goes down, and then is able to 
lay Rhino on his back with one punch. Somehow. Yep. yep. He knocks him down and then backs up, does a sweet flip and kick, oh and boy. kicks off his horn. Yes, we get he. Well, we yep, gotta talk about the run up too, because when he's doing the run up, like each step flame has like a shooting flame from his it. feet with it. Oh, flame shooting with every step and slow mo and jumps and flips and it's the rider. Oh! And then he trick rides down the mountain. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's like, okay, did it? Gotta go meet Sensei. Nope. Yeah, he immediately is like, okay, I killed that guy. Going off to meet my teacher now. Gotta go. <laughs> like no break. Yes, and then okay. We after Rhino explodes, we get a cut back to Tachiban Elementary School. As we said at nine twenty three AM, Sakurako and Kanzaki have been there for at least six hours. Yep. At least. I don't know what the hell they did with their time there. Well, I mean she's like a researcher, he's a teacher. I hope one of the bathrooms in that building still works. Yeah, that no, yeah, I hope the water's still on. That'd be yeah. But they're leaving. They're they're kind of giggling and having a good time together. Yeah. And Kanzaki, Kanzaki's showing off uh, young Godai's drawings. Like, oh man, isn't this cute? Oh hey, what's that? What's that bike noise? What's that? Oh oh oh, it's Godai. Oh, you get a nice reunion. Yeah, and, and then Godai they- like runs up to him in slow motion. I thought he was gonna hug him. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, no, I I was super hoping for like a good hug. Yeah, it looked like he was going for like a big like dad like hug, but no, he just runs up, stops dead, and gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> it is a very enthusiastic thumbs up, which is also and, cute. But I was hoping yes. for a hug. Hug would have been nice. And. Those are the four episodes of episode nine through twelve. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the thumbs up is maybe the better call, just because they were kind of building that up, and we know how much yeah. we've we've then learned how much how important it is to Godai. Yeah, yes, it's like, important to their characters. So. Thematically, the thumbs up makes more sense, but mm-hmm. fuck if it didn't look like that. Running up to the someone to give them makes- an intimate thumbs up is just like a slightly weird thing to do, but you know, hey. <laughs> The thumbs up made more sense, but heck if it isn't a thing, they made it look like they were going to hug. Mm-hmm. Like real, real big. And we already had man hugging in this show. Give us more man hugging. Give us more men hugging. It'll probably happen at some point. Past two. After this episode was over, I definitely was, uh, Garrett, I, I, how do you feel about the idea of Kanzaki being like a metatextual version of Yoshinomori? Because like he died recently at this point. And I was wondering if they were kind of trying to frame this as, like, a passing on from a previous generation to, like, the new writer thing. Oh, a bit wow. That's, That's an interesting huh. take. I, I like that take. I did not think of that. I didn't either. That's, I want that to be true. I don't know if the writer had it in mind, but, you know. Just the way that they had, like, this personal, like, intimate relationship that got me thinking yeah. about it. Man, I wonder if it was also, like, for themselves at the time of writing this. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Because they're coming off the break after the after the three movies. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really interesting way to look at it. Huh. But yeah, I, li- I liked the, the stuff with the teacher. It was good. It was good stuff. It's very cute. If you know any information about that, feel free to send in an email telling us one way or the other. Yeah, unfortunately, Japanese writers don't 
reveal that sort of information in interviews very often. This but. isn't an interview. It's an informal question from <laughs> from if, interested parties. If someone who worked on the show is knows English and is listening yeah. to this podcast, then you know, hey. <laughs> but yeah, that's Don't go right ahead. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was this week's sets of episodes. Not this week's. This episodes. Well, this podcast episode set of episodes. Words. I don't know. They're hard. Yep, and we will be doing 13 to 16 next time, right? Yep, that is correct. And until then, you can find us on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com, where there's links to like Twitters, which is riceball underscore FM. There's an email, which is thericeballnetwork at gmail.com. There's an iTunes link where you can give us rate and reviews, because iTunes is the king of podcasts of stuff. Yeah. So if you have a good iTunes, you have a good podcast. <laughs> um, I think that's I think that's everything. Unless I'm missing something, I don't think I am. Nope we're we're running a little long, so yeah, we can probably call it here. Sounds good. Okay. I'm Chris at Worm with Y on Twitter. Have a good night. Hi, uh, I'm Di Evan. I don't have had a Twitter. I got rid of it. I'll just probably get a new one at some point. Endeavor to be worthy of the thumbs up. Yeah, that, that's a good <laughs> idea to do it. Oh, but yeah, no, just ride or kick all your problems. And until next time, as always, we've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that. <laughs>